This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. My friends, what is the one thing that you can do this month for your jazz playing that if you accomplish this one thing will make everything else exponentially easier or no longer even necessary? That's what I want to talk about today. What is that one thing for you that you can do in your jazz playing? Let's do this thing. Welcome to the LJS Podcast, where you get weekly jazz tips, interviews, stories, and advice for becoming a better jazz musician. And now your host, he's a jazz musician, author, and entrepreneur, Brent Bartstra. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? Brent here from Learn Jazz Standards. We want musicians just like you learn how to play jazz all while shortening the learning curve no matter what instrument you play. Welcome to another episode of the podcast, where we're going to be talking about that one thing. And yeah, when I say one, I'm really actually talking about one thing. What is the one thing that you can do this month in your jazz playing that if you do this one thing, you accomplish this goal, it'll make everything else exponentially easier as far as your goals for playing jazz standards, improvising over jazz standards, being a better musician. And this concept kind of came to prominence for me uh, years ago when I read this book called The One Thing by Gary Keller. Some of you might be uh, familiar with that particular book, Um, but it's something that kind of came to my mind again this week as I was going through our inner circle membership where um, obviously we have a lot of members and they are doing all sorts of amazing things. They're learning a new jazz standard in our jazz standards club, or they're working on a course. And there's just a lot of things that you can be doing. And in our membership, we're always trying to you know make the, the focus more singular, right? Trying to simplify things for everybody. But then sometimes, you know, we just want to identify one thing that will cause us to feel like we've accomplished something big in our jazz playing, to make it so simple that we can take the pressure off of everything else, but really just focus on what is that thing that for me right now in my jazz playing will have a massive effect. And that's going to be a different answer for different people. So I actually did ask this question in our Inner Circle membership recently, and I wasn't even planning on having a podcast around this, except for that I got a lot of answers on our post, and I just thought some of the answers were really good. So let's quickly, before we jump into some of the answers from our members on those posts, which again, I think are going to be really helpful for everyone listening to this podcast. Um, And then, of course, I know we have a lot of members who do listen to the podcast as well, and this will be good to hear some of my extra thoughts on what some of these members said. But the one thing, let's dive into a little bit more of what that actually means. So the one thing, again, is what is the one thing that you can be doing today to improve your jazz playing uh, that if you do this thing and you accomplish this goal is going to make everything exponentially easier, right? That's the, that's the idea. And when it comes down to it, it comes down to stripping down the tons of options that you have in front of you to practice and to work on 
down to one thing that meets you with where you're at, right? And that's going to be different for everybody. Everybody's going to have a different thing that will be the the highest yielding activity for them right at this moment because you may be struggling with your technique at the moment. You may not know enough jazz standards at the moment. You may really, honestly, it could just be two bars of a piece of music that you're struggling with. Like that could be your one thing that you're trying to focus on right now, right? And by doing so, it's going to make everything exponentially easier or perhaps even make other activities that you would be doing not necessary at all, right? It's a, it's a big thing to think about. Now, there's a few underlying things in more detail I want to get into this when it comes to being musicians, though, okay? Because a lot of us, first of all, don't have a lot of time to practice, okay? Because that's one aspect of the one thing is, hey, what's the one thing we can focus on so that we're not wasting our time on a bunch of other things? And I don't know about you. I don't have a lot of time to practice, especially these days. I have a newborn daughter. Um, I have my business that I run. Uh, I have other things of family and life. Not a lot of time to practice. And I know a lot of people listening to this podcast, and certainly our members in our inner circle, are kind of in the same boat as well, right? So it, it really is important that we're not doing too many things, that we are making everything a lot simpler on ourselves, right? So that's part of the one thing, right, is to simplify the choices we have. And and that's all a matter of helping you save on your time, right? The other aspect, though, of breaking things down and limiting yourself to one thing is it helps you avoid analysis paralysis. Analysis paralysis, of course, is just feeling stuck with too many options and analyzing which one you should do and therefore not ever taking any action, right? So having too many things to practice to work on, then you don't actually really practice any of it or not a lot of any one of it, right? And so there was a study done in 2000, and this has nothing to do with music. This has to do with sales and marketing, but it really play it really is the same data here in 2000 two psychologists did this study where um, one day at an upscale food market they put out a table of 24 varieties of gourmet jam right uh and and the next day they put out a table of jams as well but there's only six varieties of that jam. So what they found out was that the larger display, the larger table with 24 varieties, it attracted more customers to it, right? Because there's lots of choices, like it could be more interesting to one person than the other. But when it came time to purchase, the people that saw the large display were one-tenth as likely to buy as people who saw the small display. So in other words, more people ended up taking definitive action with the fewer options than they did the large amount of options, right? So that's one benefit of focusing on one thing, right? Just one thing. Um, now, another benefit, again, I kind of alluded to this before, is when we're focusing on too many things, right? Way too many things, then we don't usually end up making a lot of progress on any one of them. Does that make sense? We don't end up making progress on any one of them. And to piggyback off of that a little bit is the fact that if you're able to accomplish this one thing, you're going to be getting tons of dopamine rewards, right? Because as human beings, we really want to feel like we're accomplishing. And when we don't accomplish, like when we don't actually hit our goals, we actually get super deflated. I mean, that's, I mean, I'm sure everybody can 
relate to that. I certainly can relate to that. So by stripping things down to one thing, we're more likely to hit our goals, which further motivates us. And that's a huge problem for learning music in general is you're getting all excited to play and to practice. And again, when the going gets tough, when you maybe don't hit your goals or you're not quite sure what your goals even are, you get unmotivated. That's like the number one reason for for losing motivation with music, right? So we want to be fighting against that and creating an environment for ourselves where we're set up to win every single time, right? I'll say that one more time. Like we want to create an environment for ourselves where we're set up to win every time. And by doing so, we are we're going to improve our jazz playing, our musicianship way faster. We're going to have a lot more fun playing music. We're going to feel a lot less frustration. We're going to accept our playing a lot better, which is really important. So it's so important that we take this seriously and really think about how do we set ourselves to win every single time and establishing one thing can be very helpful. Now, as you're about to see with some of our members, some of our members do indeed say one thing, right? They say one thing, but that one thing has a lot underneath it. So for example, um, one thing would be like, I'm going to learn one jazz standard in a month. And that's something we actually do in our membership. And you maybe you've heard me talk about that before. We call it the jazz standards club. We'll learn a new jazz standard in one month, but there's a lot of things that we actually have for you to do where like, obviously you have to learn the melody and the chords. That's technically more than one thing. And you have to learn an etude. Like that's technically more than one thing. Right. Um, But there's still just one overarching goal there. Like there's still just kind of one thing there that you can check off your list and accomplish. So that's the one thing in a more broader sense, right? Like I'm going to learn one jazz standard and it's not, I'm going to learn one jazz standard and then I'm going to learn another jazz standard and then I'm going to learn this thing and this thing and this thing, right? It's all tied together in one package, though there are a couple different things within that package uh, itself, right? Does that make sense? So that, and that's good. Like there's nothing wrong with that being your one thing. Um, but another version of the one thing which you'll see comes up in some of the members uh, responses is very much so just like one thing. So you're going to hear people say, um, well, I'm just going to compose. Uh, I just going to compose a solo over top of this jazz standard by the end of the month. Okay. That's all I want to do. Right. Okay. That is, is definitely just one thing. Now this operates under the assumption that they already know the jazz standard, right? That they already know the chords and hopefully the melody, right? So they may have done more than one thing. However, their goal, their expectation of themselves is to accomplish this one thing. So again, one thing doesn't have to be one, one, one thing, right? It could be one thing with a couple things inside of it. But depending on how much time you have to practice, depending on what is a reasonable expectation of yourself, right? You may want to just be so singularly like, I'm just going to learn the melody to this just this jazz standard this month. Like that's all I have time for. That could be your one thing because you have identified that is the one thing that's going to help you the most. I'm not saying that learning the melody to a jazz standard is for you what's going to help you the most. That's just simply an example. So to get your ideas flowing though, I think it's going to be so helpful to hear what some of our members said because a lot of them gave slightly different answers. And so it really helps bring context into what your one thing could be and hopefully is going to start 
causing you to think about that as we're we're nearing the end of the month here by the time this podcast comes out we're almost at the end of april but may is coming up and this is your opportunity to really start thinking about this okay so without further ado let's go ahead and go to our first member and this is from stephanie one of our members stephanie and she says for me the one thing would be to sit down and make a practice schedule and block out time during the week to practice, okay? I, I keep this, uh, she says further, I keep this in a practice journal so I can keep track of what I'm doing. This is something that I normally do, but the last month or so I've gotten lazy, haven't been playing what I feel comfortable with and noodling around. So when I sit down to practice, I don't have a plan and that's not good. Okay, so I really, 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 really love this one thing because um, while I did post this uh, in context of saying like, hey, we're almost done April. What's the one thing that you want to get done by the end of April? For her, her one thing that she wanted to get done is simply to create a practice schedule. Now, the reason I think this is remarkable is because it's indeed one thing and it's indeed something that doesn't even require her to pick up her instrument at all. Like she's not even playing a note yet. However, by her understanding herself that she's losing efficiency, that she's getting frustrated with her progress because she hasn't made a plan, she has decided, hey, the one thing that would have the most impact on my playing today and help make everything easier is if if I just get a practice schedule going like I used to have, that would be a catalyst for massive improvement. So when I saw this one, my like just everything lit up in my head. I was like, yes, Stephanie gets it. She's thought about this. This is what's going to help her improve, right? So what a great answer, a great example of a one thing. Um, okay, now let's go to the next member and this is Anne. And Anne said another great one. She said, for me, it's not to resort to a score unless I've first attempted to find the notes by ear. Okay. It's not to resort to a score unless I've attempted to find the notes by ear. Okay. Because Anne, she's been in the inner circle for a long time. She's probably been listening to this podcast for a long time as well, so on and so forth. She knows that I talk about like, hey, it's okay to read music and learn it that way. However, the highest yield activity is to learn the notes by ear when possible, or at least attempt to. And I know just from following Anne a little bit, that's been something that she's noticed that is helping her, right? So she's queuing into that and she's realizing I need to do more of that. So this is a, another great example of a variation of a one thing, right? Because she's saying to herself, by the end of the month, if I have worked on the tune that I'm working on right now by first trying to identify the notes by ear, that's a win. I've set myself up to win. And by working this muscle, I am going to make everything else I'm doing exponentially easier, right? And she's so right about that. Like it really is going to help you become a great musician. It's it's kind of like weightlifting, right? Right. At first, um, you're lifting up a weight that that's probably a little too heavy for you, um, but just enough, like just 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 light enough that you're able to do it, right? But it's not comfortable, right? Because your muscles haven't really um, grown up to do that, right? They're not strong enough. But 
suddenly, after you've done it for a while, you realize that that weight is actually quite light, and now you need to add some more weight on it, right? And it becomes a little harder for you to do, but you just keep kind of building that muscle until, you know, learning a bebop solo by ear isn't actually as difficult as you think it is, right? So Anne's doing a great thing there. Now, um, Again, that's her one thing, only just one score that she wants to work on and do that. Now, I'm sure that she's doing other things as well. But again, at the end of the month, if she can say that she did this, she's set up for success. She's won the game already. Okay. All right. So um, let's go to uh, our next member who is Harold. Harold is a um, longtime member from Australia, flute player. Absolutely love Harold. Um, and this is his thing. We just came out with a course called uh, Basic Jazz Piano Skills 101, and it's meant for non-piano players and for um, piano players. And so his one thing, he says, is af after starting Piano Accelerator course, I think if I can get both hands working together on the keyboard by the end of the month, that will really help me in many ways moving forward, okay? So his commitment is to spend 30 minutes per day at the keyboard working on left hand, right hand coordination. And now Harold didn't explicitly say what was the thing he was going to be working on for left hand and right hand coordination. And I, however, I kind of know just from knowing the course that there is a very specific piece of music that we're having them practice doing that. So I'm assuming that that is what Harold's one thing is. However, again, his one thing is left hand, right hand coordination. So if all he does is focus on left hand, right hand coordination, and he does that for his commitment of 30 minutes per day, then at the end of the month, Harold's can feel really good about himself and know that without a shadow of doubt, his left hand, right hand coordination is even better. And again, I would improve this one just a little bit by saying, this particular piece of music, I want to be able to play the melody in my right hand and my left hand by the end of the month. Or if that's too big for him to do, then I want to be able to play the A section of this left hand and right hand together, right? So that would be an even more specific one thing. Um, but this is a great one thing as well. Okay, this next one is from Jan, who is a saxophone player. And so Jan says, on the saxophone, I'm working on embouchure strength using techniques from the Jazz Sax Accelerator course. That's a course that we have in our Inner Circle membership for saxophone players. I am finding that a weak embouchure is keeping me from making other improvements in my playing. Long notes are the usual exercise, but frankly are boring. So I'm also playing some slow ballads to help strengthen my lip. Okay, so I really, really like this one because I want to read this line to you again that he wrote. And he says, I'm finding that a weak embouchure is keeping me from making other improvements in my playing. So Jan has specifically narrowed it down, like saying like, hey, there's a lot of things I could be practicing and working on, but when I'm trying to do that, this is the one thing that's holding me back. Okay, so he's identified it's his embouchure. Now, what is he using to fix that? Well, he's using some techniques in our Jazz Sax Accelerator course. Awesome, he's got a tool to work with. But also, I really love this next thing that he says, which is... I'm I I'm finding that long notes, the usual exercise, are boring, right? So he's identified that one technique that he used to improve this. It's boring for him, right? Um, but he's finding that playing slow ballads is more interesting to him. 
I love this because he's finding a way to take a concept that maybe is a bit boring, like working on your embouchure, right? That's not sexy. It's not as, as, as amazing, right? But he's combining it with ballads, right? And we're actually working on a ballad in the inner circle. I'm not sure if, uh, if Jan is actually working on that ballad. However, he's practicing ballads perhaps that he already knows to strengthen the lip because you're doing similar, you're playing longer notes, right? When you're doing this. So he's focusing on that one thing. So this is another great example. And hopefully by now, just by going through some of these different examples, you're seeing how the one thing can really be flexible and look a little different for everybody. Okay. So um, let's go to the next one. And that is from Martin. And Martin says, my goal for the rest of the month is to finish as many exercises as possible on these handful of tunes that he is working on with his combo, right? He has a group of people he gets together with. Um, he knows the heads, basics comping on all of them, but not the mapping. So um, he wants to do chord tone maps guide tone and scale maps on all of them. Now, those are resources we actually use in the inner circle to help you map out notes uh, to play uh, over top of the chord changes. So he's chosen these specific resources to help him feel more confident over these songs. Um, And he specifically goes on to say that there's uh, enclosure exercises and composing he wants to do over top of them as well, but he's saving that for next month. So this is another good example of how he's narrowed it down to these songs. Now, I don't know how much time Mark has to practice. He may have a lot of time to practice, and therefore his one thing is kind of a little bit broader. Um, and you know, for me personally, I would consider uh, giving Martin the advice to think: you know, is there a situation where he could narrow this down to? one tune and after he's accomplished that one tune go to the next one right because it might be difficult to do all of them uh because i think he said there's eight tunes that needs to work on it might be difficult for him to do all those tunes um if he doesn't have enough time to practice so that would be the only critique i give to that one but i do love that he said i've identified these eight tunes that i need to play better with this group, right? So he's not saying any jazz standard. He's he's really figured it out. If I can get these eight jazz standards, that's going to be really helpful. So good example there. Um, okay. Um, I This is another good one. I get, I'm getting excited because they're all so good. This one is from La Sousa, who is um, a vocalist actually in our Inner Circle membership. And her one thing, she says, is implementing listening with intention to my schedule implementing listening with intention to my schedule. And she also linked up in her post, uh, a post of uh, our podcast episode, episode 41, how to become a better jazz musician just by listening. So if you want to go back after this episode and check out um, episode 41, go through the feed and do that because that might give more context into what she's talking about. But she goes on to say, when I now try to listen for learning reasons, I get extremely impatient. It's like my brain and my eyes cry out, I do not have anything to do, keep us occupied. So I will be listening with intention to one song a day using a sheet of analytical questions and taking notes. Um, So her intention is she wants to listen to one song a day and write down notes, listening very intentionally to what she's listening to. And again, um, she's getting some stuff from... uh, from actually a a YouTube video that I came out with as well as a podcast episode um, that I came out with to help her listen better, right? And I have a bunch of strategies in there as well. 
So that's her one thing. I love that. Her one thing is listening with intention. Like if she can get that into her schedule and do that one song a day by the end of the month, she's going to be feeling like she's accomplished something. And 100%, I know, um, especially as a singer, but really beneficial to any musician, that kind of listening and that practice is going to be hugely important and helpful to her. Okay, and the next one is from uh, Stacy. I think Stacy is actually a new member of ours. And this is what she said. She said, I could definitely actually sit down and get back into practicing jazz. I've shied away from it for a long time because I've been afraid of seeing how little I actually know and disappointing myself. But I won't get better if I don't actually practice. And practicing will only help me, but it'll help me take things back to my students that will be, that'll be more useful in their learning. So it sounds like Stacy also might be a music teacher, which is really cool. So for Stacy, her thing is literally just getting back into the practice room, which is a great thing. So she's she's looking at herself with where she's at right now. And she's like, hey, I'm not practicing at all. I'm assuming she's like, I just signed up for this membership to help me start practicing, which she'll have plenty of help for sure, right? She just wants to sit down and actually get started practicing. And that is a one thing, right? Now, what I would say to Stacy is let's get a little bit more um, intentional about that, right? Because again, it could be a little overwhelming for you going back into practicing again. And you mentioned that you're disappointing yourself um, because you don't like to hear what you're hearing. So it, break it down to even more of a one thing. So say I'm going to practice two times this week, right? Just two times this week. And you don't have to put a time limit to it. It could be short, it could be long, right? But just say that I want to practice this particular thing. I mean, she's an inner circle member. So this particular thing in the inner circle um, or this particular concept, or I just want to play scales, like something super simple that is just her practicing the act of practicing. So that's what I would have Stacy do. And I, I, of course, a comment back on these posts, by the way, and they're not just hearing about this now in the podcast if they're listening. So, um, but yeah, that just sitting down and actually being a little bit more intentional about what are you going to actually do. So I would narrow that down to one thing even more. But I actually do love that she is just saying, I just want to practice. Like if I just practice by the end of this month, that means I'm taking a step in the right direction. Um, and I also mentioned a little bit my response to her because she's talking about feeling disappointed in herself. Well, one, th- one thing that the one thing can really help you with is again, if you have that very small goal and you accomplish that very small goal, again, it could be learning just the melody to um, a blues or a one jazz standard, or it could be just like working on some, a technical exercise and feeling comfortable with it by the, like whatever it is, right? If you accomplish that one thing by given time, right? How are you going to feel about yourself? You're going to feel good about yourself. You're not going to be worried about like, hey, my solos still aren't like John Coltrane, right? You're you're not going to feel that way. You're going to feel like, wow, I made a step forward, right? And that's the thing, right? So for her one thing, it's just simply getting back into practicing. And she's totally right. If she gets back into practicing even just one time this week, it's going to be a step closer to making her musical journey a lot easier, right? And hopefully she'll start falling in love with practicing a little bit, right? We've all, we all fall in and out of love of practicing, by the way. This is just a sidebar here. We all fall in and out of love of practicing. And for some of the reasons I've already mentioned, right? But this one thing is there to try to help you have some kind of North Star uh, and to set yourself up again to win every single time, every single time. Okay. Okay. 
Here we go. Another uh, new member, Alice, said, I'm new to LJS and just finished week one of Doxy. So she's learning Doxy, the jazz standard. She's learning the chords. My goal for the end of the month is to know Doxy and improvise freely over it on the soprano saxophone. Okay, great. Love that. So really, she just wants to know the tune by the end of the month and be able to improvise over it. That's a great example, right? And we, again, we do this in the inner circle a lot as we learn one jazz standard um, a month. And so even if you're not, by the way, an inner circle member, like this is something that you can do. You can learn one jazz standard a month. That's what she wants to do. She just wants to be able to play the melody, play the chords, and at least be able to improvise over it, right? Which by the way, Alice, even if you're, it's not your perfect improvisation, as long as you spend time improvising over it and are able to get through the tune improvising, even if you're hitting a bunch of wrong notes, you're winning. You accomplished your goal. Okay. So that's Alice's one thing. Okay. The next one is from Adele. And Adele says that her one thing is that she just wants to be able to play the basic piano voicings and work on a comping resource for all of me. Okay. Uh, we have comping resources in our basic piano 101. And so she wants to work on some comping patterns that we provide there. And she wants to just get those basic piano voicings down of all of me. Okay. So it's just right around this. And the reason she wants to do this, by the way, is because her 11 year old son is learning the melody with his alto sax teacher. So I actually love this because Adele has made her one thing even better by associating it with something that involves motivation, like the motivation not only to bond with her son, but to be able to play with another musician, which in this case is her son, right? So her comping, her son playing the melody, like that's that's amazing, right? Because that's a motivator right there. And that's part of what the one thing is all about is like, not only is this one thing that's going to really help you get results, like it's a good activity for you to do, but what is a fun activity for you to do? Like what's an activity that's you're going to be excited to accomplish, right? If you're, if you're saying your one thing is only based around something that you suck at, but it's miserable the way that you're trying to do it, then you're not going to be that motivated to finish your one thing. But going back to the example of our member who wants to work on his embouchure, but finding long tones are boring. So he's working on ballads because those are included in playing ballads, right? So that's an example of making it fun. And that's what Adele's doing here as well. Uh, okay. This next one I really like, again, because this person, Simon, our member Simon, he really makes the one thing, one thing, right? So for him, it's to compose and record a doxy improvisation. Okay. So to compose and record a doxy improvisation, I think he meant really, uh, that's not an improvisation if he composes it, but he wants to compose a solo over top of doxy and then record it. Okay. So I love this goal, um, especially because we in the inner circle and here in this podcast, I talk a lot about composing being a really, really, really great practice for learning how to improvise, right? It's like allowing yourself to dream up the ideas um, in a slower way, right? Slowing down the improvisation process, right? So that you can eventually speed it up and improvise more freely, right? So that's his one thing. And he wants to record it because we do a lot of posting our recordings in the inner circle. And that's also an activity that's really helpful to do. So that's his one thing. Like if by the end of the month, he can say that he's done that, then he's setting himself up to win, right? So singularity of focus, like composing, I need to do that. I need to find a way to play the chords changes and play a, a musical solo over top of Doxy. And his way of doing that is to compose. So 
Love that. Another member has the same exact exact uh, goal. That's Dean. He says his top priority, his one thing is to compose a solo for Doxy. By the way, the reason we hear so many like people working on Doxy um, is because some of these are new members and we recommend our new members take a, a specific, it's called our Inner Circle Power Plan course. And that course... Um, the premise of it is to learn the jazz standard doxy in one month with only 30 minute practice sessions at a time um, in your first 30 days of membership. So that's why there's a lot of people, by the way, who are doing doxy in case anybody's wondering. Um, okay. Um, okay. So the, here's one that I thought was really interesting. It actually, at first to me, seemed like it had nothing to do with music, but um, this member, Tyler, said he just he wants to quit social media. <laughs> he wants to quit social media and he listed a lot of reasons like about it being highly addictive and that he's finding himself distracted at work and other things. So more like outside life things, but it also I think is tying together with music as well because perhaps he's also struggling with like sitting down to practice and immediately going and checking Facebook or sitting down to practice and immediately jumping onto YouTube or something like that to like find more ideas. It's so easy, right? It's so easy to get distracted. So if you're finding anything that's distracting you, perhaps that is your one thing is just to eliminate that thing. So maybe it's not as extreme as what Tyler wants to do, like quit social media, but maybe it's just eliminating this one tiny distraction that you know is holding you back every single month if you're practicing and just getting rid of it. So that, again, that's another great example of just one thing that you can do that if you do that one thing, it'll make everything else easier to accomplish in your musicianship. Okay. Okay. I really, really, really love this next one. This one's from Albert and he includes an image of um, the two bars of music literally two bars of music. Okay. And it's, uh, it's from a resource that we have. And again, our new, uh, basic jazz piano skills, one one course, it's just literally the first two bars of, of the jazz standard satin doll. And with a, a, a quarter, a dotted quarter note, eighth note comping pattern. And, uh, he just wants to, be able to play that left-hand pattern and achieve independence in his right hand. So similar to another member, but again, he got even more specific. And he said, if there's one thing that I do by the end of this month, it is I'm going to get these two bars of music down so I feel super comfortable. I, I absolutely love this because Albert is setting himself up to win. He's not biting off more than he can chew. I'm assuming he knows how fast he learns. He knows how much time he has to practice. If he learns these two bars and really masters them, it is a fact that the rest of the satin doll that he's going to learn is going to be exponentially easier. And if he's able to do satin doll, playing his left hand and right hand very well and confidently, well, guess what? That's going to translate to all the other jazz standards. So you see the power of this, hopefully. Okay, last one I want to uh, go over, and that is from Sean, a member named Sean. And he said he wants to focus on applying the list method, which is a method that we teach on this podcast, but also in the inner circle, the list method is what we use for learning melodies or jazz solos. It stands for listen, internalize, sing, transfer, right? So he says, for me, learning and applying the list method seems where I am focusing my time early on, which is a good starting block, I think. Um, so what he really wants to do is just focus on working on 
using the list method now he doesn't actually list what he's going to use the list method on which is where my one critique would be is like well what are you using the list method on is it a, the, uh, a melody is it a solo is it what is it right so i love that though like he knows exactly what he wants to do he's identified a tool and that's the list method that he wants to use in order to learn melodies or something by ear which i think is absolutely wonderful okay so that are these are some examples of a one thing from a good handful of our members and there's more coming in so well unfortunately if you're a member listening and you're like hey you didn't say mine on the podcast well that's because you know there's more coming in right and i probably i maybe have missed yours so don't be offended but um hopefully this was helpful for those listening that are thinking about this concept, like what could be my one thing or what's a good example of a one thing or why is even establishing a one thing even a good idea at all and how can this work in my playing? So food for thought and what I would challenge you to do this month coming up is to establish your one thing that if you accomplish this one thing will make everything else exponentially easier or even make other activities that you would do completely unnecessary. All right, that's all for today's show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for checking out the podcast today. Again, hope you take action on today's show. Uh, By the way, obviously, talked a lot about the Inner Circle membership today. If any of that sounds interesting to you, if you want to be a part of our community, of course, you can always sign up at ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com. Would love to have you join us. We have a lot of fun over there. All right, we're going to be coming on another episode of the podcast coming up really soon. So make sure you're subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts. We would appreciate that. And we'll see you back then. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the LJS podcast brought to you by learnjazzstandards.com. Subscribe to the series on iTunes and don't forget to join our jazz community at learnjazzstandards.com forward slash newsletter. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. Learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.